from the talk of the New River Valley WRAD. It's time for The Roth Report, presented by the University Club of Virginia Tech, Blacksburg's premier private club and event venue. Now, along with Virginia Sports Hall of Famer and current ESPN broadcaster Bill Roth, here's Rick Watson. Good morning, William. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing great, Rick. Good morning to you. You know what happened today in 1992? March 23rd, 1992. Do you know? Do March you know? 23rd, 1992. Was that the day my beloved UCLA Bruins came back against the Gonzaga? They might have. I'm not sure. <laughs> That's not where I'm going okay. with this, Rick, but nice, nice try. It was in 1992 <laughs> that the Florida Marlins put their first ticket on sale. Oh, really? Very cool. And they're still trying to sell tickets. Yeah. <laughs> <Good> <laughs> that hasn't changed at all for them, has it? <laughs> no. Well, how hey, are you Good been? morning to everyone. I'm glad everyone's having. I hope, I hope your bracket isn't oh, too my. much in tatters. Imploded. And I hope everyone's listening, whether live or on the podcast. Are you ready for some Sweet 16? I Oops. am, man. I know you are. And how about this ACC reprieve, huh? The ACC's going to like bail its whole season out by having a great <laughs> run in March. Like, what happened in November, December, January, and February, right? Yeah. Three teams in the Sweet 16. And, you know, it's interesting how it works, right? I mean, what yardstick do you use? I mean... The way things look now, it looks like, wow, the ACC was underrated and the Big Ten was overrated. That's right. right. Which has been – we've heard that about the Big Ten. They have not had luck in the tournament. It, it's it's not always fair. Like, do you – I mean, the regular season should matter, but but for, for many – you know, if you're asking a Kentucky fan, does the regular season matter? No. It's these six games that mm-hmm. matter, right? Absolutely. So, I'm excited about it. You know, so – Having Duke and Carolina both in the Sweet 16 this year, I mean, I mean having Duke there was probably a, a safe choice in your bracket. Mm-hmm. Carolina's a surprise, and as you mentioned earlier, they could meet in the tournament. They could. If, if it's never happened before. You know, North Carolina, golly, we've, we've talked about they're so big. Yeah. And yeah. – but they're, they're they are they are one of the one of the greatest enigmatic teams that we've seen. They really this team, are. This team, I mean, if you know, I mean, they got blown out by thirty by Miami. Pitt beat them by eighteen at the Smith Center. Yet they won at uh, at uh, Duke in Coach K's final game. It's almost as if Carolina only wins the big game. <laughs> That's right. You know, Carolina, Carolina. I've got a lot of students, so I can I can make this cross uh, academia metaphor here. Like, <laughs> Like there are teams in, in 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 college basketball that treat the regular season and get like C minuses and Ds on their quizzes and then get an A on the final, mm-hmm. or don't go to class the whole semester and then ace the final, and that's a rough way to, to to live if you're a coach and if you're Hubert Davis you're probably scratching your head where has this team been? I think that's a great analogy. You're right. I guess now's where you'll be taking a strong test every game. So why not just continue to get that A, right? Ace the finals. I talked with several coaches in the ACC tournament in Brooklyn about Miami specifically. And and two of them told me Miami is the hardest team to guard in the ACC. And I said, well, well, well why? Because if you look at Duke, you know, I mean, they got one the guy that's probably the hardest guy in the league to guard. And, and you know, when Virginia Tech's shooting well, how do you stop them, which no one did in Brooklyn. But he said, no, over the course of, a, of, a, of 40 minutes, Miami has so many guys that can beat you off the dribble, so many guys that can take the ball to the hole, score in different ways, get you in foul trouble, um, that they got like six guys that could get 20 on you. Right. And and I'm not so sure. You know, Iowa State's playing great right now. I'm not so sure that my – I haven't looked at the line – Miami might be favored in this game. They're the higher-seeded team. 
I mean, Miami can easily get into the Elite Eight if it can beat Iowa State here this week. And how cool would that be? I mean, not necessarily if you don't like the Canes. Sure. Just in terms of, sure. like, here, here's, here's the Miami Hurricanes and um, Laranega doing it again. Two-and-a-half-point favorites. You're right on it, my friend. They're two-and-a-half-point favorites. There you go. And Iowa State's a great story, too, from where they were a year ago to where they are now. So one of those teams is going to have a great Elite Eight story. It is a great story, and you're right. It, what the ACC's done is impressive, and I, Carolina's that backcourt when they're on are so good. Do you see one of the number ones? Which number one do you think is more susceptible Thursday and Friday? Ooh, I think we're going to get into this later. I think the Arkansas-Georgia-Gonzaga uh, game is going to be the game of the tournament. Yeah. Or at least it could be. I shouldn't say that because it's not like the UCLA-Carolina game will go to four overtimes. Yeah, but, it could, yeah. <laughs> but I just think the tempo uh, – I, I, could, I could see this – I can see this one for the Zags being tougher than we think. He is Bill Roth. It's the Roth Report, brought to you by the University Club of Virginia Tech. All right, we're going to segue into spring football. It's a big week here. It's an exciting week, uh, a fresh slate for uh, the folks in Blacksburg with Brent Pry. And uh, I know you've talked to him a lot. I talked to him for the first time last Thursday. I was very impressed with his whole approach to everything. And, and we don't know a lot yet as he's learning about this team, but this is an enormous spring, not only for Tech, but for many teams, right, in the ACC. I think there's three teams, Miami, Florida State, and Virginia Tech, that it, it's almost as much about culture as it is about talent. Mm-hmm. And that, by that I mean, like, Miami and Virginia Tech have new quarterbacks. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, they might have that as well, depending on the injury situation. Well, right. Coral Gables. But Miami and Virginia Tech have new coaches. And I, I think – Miami has just outspent everybody to hire their coaching staff, and they've got a great coaching staff with Cristobal from Oregon. Brent Pry has assembled an elite coaching staff. The question at both schools is where do the pieces fit, Mm -hmm. and how does each of those coaches change the culture? If you are a fan of old-school football that that is into toughness and responsibility and – no more social media, let's just go to the weight room and get at (laughs) it and beat the crap out of each other. You're going to like Brent Pry, and you're going to like Mario Cristobal. Right. And Now, if you've got to play against Miami and they finally have a coach that's taken it seriously, that's a concern, right? And mm-hmm. if you're playing against Virginia Tech and it goes back to the, uh, the, the era of having a rugged football team and, and, and you're a UVA fan, that's a concern. Uh, but, but if you're a fan of those schools and if you're a fan of the ACC, I think it's huge because everyone talks about you know, Miami always had great players, and Virginia Tech had all those great players in the 90s. But you know what else they had, Rick? They had an attitude. They were tough That's dudes. right. That's right. They were really, really tough. And when you left the football field at Lane Stadium as the visiting team, and when Virginia Tech came, you knew you were going to be in the cold tub on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And, and and no one ever went down to Miami and said, oh, that's that team's soft. Like, like no, one ever, no one ever left the Orange Bowl or Hard Rock Stadium and go, ah, you know, the, the, the Canes don't really hit you. It was the opposite. <laughs> And, and and so I think that's that's a culture change at both schools. And for Florida State, too, you know, the Knowles have had – think about this, Rick. Florida State has had four straight losing seasons. Right, right. And they got to get that turned around. The ACC notes, needs those three teams. And, and so I think those are three springs to watch. And then Clemson would be the fourth after the season it had. Uh, I'm very curious to see new new coordinators at Clemson, kind of a new era there as well after what happened last year. So – the ACC needs those four schools to be good. Not that it's not great if Pitt has a great season or Wake Forest wins 11 games and is ranked. And, and Wake is clearly an underrated team. But in terms of moving the meter for the uh, the league itself, Virginia Tech, Florida State, Clemson, and Miami almost have to be good. 
and you're going to get a chance to see two of those schools, FSU and Virginia Tech, up close, right? You're calling their spring games. Yeah, so Florida State is on April 9th in Tallahassee. Forrest Conley will join me in the booth for that one. And then the following week, Eddie Royal and I get our band back together again at Lane for the Tech Very cool. The 16th. That's a great pairing, right? An obvious pairing there for the Tech game. Well, we've combined for, what, nine NFL seasons and <laughs> right. hundreds of catches, touchdowns. No. Eddie, Eddie is so delightful to be around. He, you know, he's just as fun in person. Um, you know, it's funny, like, we did a game last year at Pitt, and we leave the, the we're leaving Heinz Field, and we walk out, and I see a Sigma Chi flag flying, and I was an advisor for Sigma Chi for for years at Tech, mm-hmm. and hey, let's go over and say hello. So I shake hands with the official handshake, you know, every fraternity. Has. Right, and right. Then, and then they recognize Eddie, and that incredible smile. Well, like an hour later, we're having burgers, and we're <laughs> with like five or six random Pittsburgh fans. And they're asking Eddie about his career. And, and you know, Pitt, Pitt football fans are Steelers fans, so they remember plays that Eddie made against the Steelers. Everyone was just having a great time. They were just starstruck by Eddie and enamored with his smile. And I think that smile is going to take him a long way in TV also. Oh, what a great – can't wait to see it. Can't wait to see it. It's Bill Roth and the Roth Report. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll get the SMA update. Also, what is going to be – Bill's Baker team game of the week. We, we may know already. And the NRV Heart Clinic top three. All that's coming up as we roll along. Again, it's the Roth Report brought to you by University Club of Virginia Tech. More coming up. Stay with us. Don't go away. First in Maine is a beautiful shopping center located right here in Blacksburg. It has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Zoe's Kitchen, Bull and Bones, Avellino's, and El Rodeo. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out B&B Theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling. Visit First in Maine today. The official entertainment destination of Virginia Tech Athletics. This is Louise Baker with the Louise Baker team of Long and Foster Realtors. Mockingbird Cafe and Bakery located in historic downtown Christiansburg across from the communication center. Breakfast and lunch, dessert, and all made from scratch. Eat in or take out. Tuesdays through Saturdays from 8 until 2. Many items are gluten-free and plant-based options. Please remember Mockingbird Cafe and Bakery, downtown Christiansburg. Louise Marshall and Rhonda, the Louise Baker team, remind you to shop local. Hey, Hokie fans and alums, have you ever wanted to throw an event or dine with friends with Lane Stadium as your backdrop? Well, now you can. University Club of Virginia Tech is now offering memberships with the complete club experience. You'll have member access to dine during the week, a quiet place to work, an incredible venue to host private events, and most importantly, a setting that fosters community and relationships. For more information, go to universityclubofvt.com. That's universityclubofvt.com. Hi, I'm Albert Pujols, first baseman for the Los Angeles Angels. And I'm Deidre Pujols. And we made it our mission to strike out slavery. Did you know that millions of people, many who are in vulnerable populations, are caught in this nightmare of violence, fraud, and coercion? And during a crisis like the pandemic, even more innocent people are at risk of falling victim to human trafficking. Sometimes we all take true freedom for granted. 
freedom to live our life, the freedom to pursue our dreams, the freedom to watch and play baseball. But for far too many, basic freedom has been torn away, often violently and often targeting those most vulnerable among us. That's why we made it our mission to strike out slavery. And we're sending out an SOS, because freedom is worth fighting for. Join us, join baseball fans, join the fight against human trafficking. Go to strikeoutslavery.com. From the classroom, to the studio, to the stadium, it's time to catch up on the latest from Virginia Tech sports media and analytics program. Today's SMA update is brought to you by First in Maine, Blacksburg's premier destination to eat, drink, shop, and play. And we do welcome you back. It's the Roth Report here on BDST. What's happening with the SMA folks? Fun stuff this week. Yesterday we had a bunch of kids in our play-by-play class out in English Field at Virginia Tech to uh, record tapes. They broadcast the Virginia Tech-Radford baseball game. Mm -hmm. It was not on the air what they did, but they recorded and they go through it, and then we listen to it and give them a grade and work on their – they have a game in two weeks, they'll do it again. Very Um, cool. In the intro class, we're doing a lot of emerging technologies uh, work this week. You know, the analytics part of it is looking at Nielsen ratings, and we're going to look at how Nielsen tracks ratings in home and out of home streaming and how Comscore works. That's another company that uh, looks at more online statistics, and then how advertisers, sponsors – uh, ad agencies look at those numbers to get a return on their investment because, as we know, Rick, media rights is what's funding this train. Right. It used to be ticket sales, right? <laughs> That's right. No longer. No. It's 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 all the media rights, and so you've got to have um, a great you've got to have a great partner that can that can take advantage of these emerging technologies. I was just uh, reading earlier today uh, where ESPN has announced an exclusive deal with the Premier Lacrosse League, and they're going to put game. You know, their ESPN Plus platform is really exploding. But they're going to put some lacrosse games on ABC uh, starting in June. I think it's really exciting for that sport. We don't talk a lot of lacrosse on the show, but it, it's it's globally a tremendously popular sport. It does get good numbers, and it's a it's an opportunity for ESPN to really go hand-in-hand hand with a league that's not going to require a huge rights fee, particularly compared to, like, the NBA or the NFL, right, and, and, and do direct-to-consumer games on ESPN+, Plus, which I think is great. You... you, you open your ESPN app and watch your team play. And they did that in India with cricket, and it was a huge success. And that's coming to our country, too, where where, where you're just going to open your phone and watch your team. Yeah, right, exactly. It'll be right there in front of you, no question about it. Well, that's good. It's Great opportunity. There in a lot of ways. Yeah, it is. It is. And we got to work with a lot of your kids, too, by the way, doing uh, the, the basketball tailgate shows, and they were terrific, always well Thanks. prepared. Yeah, good stuff. All right, uh, I think you may have tipped your hand, but you're right. The Baker team game of the week uh, coming up. Looking at the matchups, man, you might be right on this thing. This one and the Carolina-UCLA game intrigue me maybe more than any other. Well, I've been terrible in this category. Cause remember, <laughs> we, we had the Murray State-Kentucky game. I know, I know. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a pickup game in Catlettsburg, Kentucky, because they ain't playing after Kentucky got bopped out of there by St. Peter's. But I do like the Arkansas-Georgia game. The pace of the team, the intensity of the teams. You know, you can't pick against Gonzaga if you look at just the numbers and their analytics as well and just how they play. They're so good in everything, and they can win games in different ways, but gosh, they play so fast. They remind me in a way uh, of the way Gonzaga plays of um, the really, really good Roy Williams and even some of Dean Smith's best teams, and that after a made basket, they beat you down the court. Right. Like, 
If you, if you watch them play, if you hit a three-pointer against Gonzaga, the ball rips through the net for you. Like, you're the opponent. You score against them, and they've inbounded the ball to midcourt. Like, you see guys turning around. Like, you got to get back. you got to get back on, on the Zags, man. And and they get they do that like seven or eight times a game, right? Oh, at least. That's, four, that's yeah. 14 points. Mm-hmm. Well, no one's 14 points better than Gonzaga. If I was coaching – Against the Zags, okay. I might do kind of a San Antonio Spurs kind of Greg Popovich philosophy. No one go for an offensive rebound. <laughs> right, right. Just get back. Let's play. Let's have five guys back every time and play defense. I want to be the worst offensive rebounding team in the history of basketball against Gonzaga because I'd be afraid if, if if I don't get the offensive rebound and stick it back. It's an uncontested. Fast break the other way. Absolutely. so good at that. But Arkansas can hoop. The Hogs can hoop. That sounds like a poster that you'll see. It really, really does. Yes, you just marketed for them. (laughs) But I like that. That's my Baker team game of the week. Arkansas and Zaga. Yeah, I can't argue with that. And and Coach Musselman, man, he just has his teams primed and ready to battle. Oh, my goodness. Is that that league loaded with coaches? Oh, and what they've done with the hiring so far, all these mid-major guys going there. It's going to be great. It's going to be great for the league, I think, going forward. Matt McMahon, welcome to the SEC West. <laughs> yeah, have fun. Have fun. <laughs> All right, here we go now. Uh, we are now looking at the NRV Heart Clinic Top 3. For today's countdown, it's time for Bill's Top 3, presented by New River Valley Heart Clinic in Radford. Always one of, if not my favorite, part of the Roth Report. Where are we headed this week? Well, you know, baseball's made some real changes, right? They're going to do the larger base, which is a safety thing, right? The ba- Like the first base, yeah. the, the, the bag itself, the, ba- the base will extend into foul territory so that someone with metal cleats isn't slicing someone's Achilles tendon on a bang-bang play, right? They're mm-hmm. talking about the pitch clock and the shift banning. Um, you know, they did approve the ghost runner. Do you uh, like that? No, I can't stand it at that level. No. I understood it at minor league levels because you're trying to save 17-, 18-year-old kids' arms, but not at the major league level. I don't like it. So, they're gonna. if folks aren't aware, beginning in the 10th inning, if the game goes to extra innings, there'll be a ghost runner put on second base. Uh, and they, the, 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 the thought is is that it'll get the game over with quicker, and it does speed up the game. Uh, it preserves pitching, and you know, you're not going to have as many of these on 15-inning games mm-hmm. and have to come back the next day and wonder who your pitcher's going to be because everybody's tapped out from their roster and their pitching staff, and they're calling guys up from the minors just to get innings out of them. Um, you know, they did change the designated hitter rule yesterday. Right. Uh, the Otani rule, they're going to call it. So if you're, so he can stay in the game. Mm-hmm. If he's the pitcher, he can remain the right, page, right, right. But here are three rules. Here are three rules that I would like to see changed in baseball, and they all um, regard to shortening the game. Okay. In the average length of a baseball game used to be like two, two twenty, two twenty five, and now the average game's three ten, and some go to four hours. Yeah, exactly. Okay, number three, a trip to the mound, the pitcher has to come out. Now, not in developmental leagues. Right, Not in the minors and not in college baseball. In the major leagues, you go to the mound, you're going to slow up the game for a little bit, got to come out. One visit, non-injury visit, you're out of the game. I like that. Yeah, you got to leave. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, you've, you've had spring training. You're a professional athlete. Um, I mean, think about it. In, in, in the NFL, before a third down play, can, can you come out and talk to your <laughs> Right. The coaches come on the field. <laughs> well, there's a play clock. Let's go. Okay. Right. Um, similarly, number two, no more warm-ups. You come in out of the bullpen, go. Can you imagine a quarterback in the NFL, he comes off the bench, guy gets eight practice throws? Right. Or in college basketball or the NBA, a guy comes in the game. Yeah, I need to take about uh, – let me take some jump shots to get, get, get lathered up a little bit. Right, right. No, you come in and play. And in, in baseball, they're warming up in the bullpen. Yeah, they've thrown 30 pitches in the bullpen, warming up, 30 feet out. Right, right. And, and number one, you're a baseball guy. Yes, yes. Everyone's going for home runs. There's too many home runs, too many strikeouts. Absolutely. I want to see more balls in play, right? Agreed. I want more action. I'm going to change the baseball. I want more doubles and triples. I want more stolen bases. Man, no question. I want fewer walks, fewer strikeouts. I want the ball all over the place. And it's going to be hard to expand. Like, if you, if you moved all the fences back 20 feet, you'd get that. But that would be so cost prohibitive. Yeah, it would. In stadiums, would. right? I, I like that. I like that. I'm tired of the whole home run. It's, I hate the – it's either a home run or, like you said, the strikeout levels the last five years have been ridiculous. Everyone's going for the long ball. Mm-hmm. And it's cool to see him. But at the same time, the games are just too long. Agreed. And, and kids aren't interested, right? Yeah. If you take a look at, at the demographics of who's watching baseball. Yeah. It's the same people that are watching, you know, Green Acres. Yeah, and, that's it. And, and the Andy Griffith show. Yeah. It's the 70 on, on overcrowd. And that's not, that's not, not cool. good for the not future cool. of the game. Well, all right, man. Well, listen, great stuff. As always, great takes. Enjoy your Sweet 16. I know you will. My bracket's destroyed. Yeah, mine too. So mine yeah, too. Yeah, it's yeah. gone. It's not gone. <laughs> all right, brother. We'll talk next See week. Man. Take care, man. Bye-bye. There you go. That's Bill Roth and the Roth Report. We'll take a break. We'll come back. David Teal, the other Hall of Famer here in the Power Hour, joins us. Stay with us. More coming up. Don't go away.